Welcome back to Chosen, the Angel and formerly Buffy the Vampire Slayer Watch Through Podcast. I am the senior partner of the show, filled with infinite wisdom and knowledge to guide my intrigued junior partner through this, the final season of Angel. My name is Mel B, and I am joined by said junior associate. Did I call you a junior partner? I think I did. You're a junior associate. Uh, oh, well, I'm not starting again. I'm joined by my junior associate, Marissa. Hi, Marissa. Hey there. I was I was very excited that I got upped to junior partner, but then you downed me again. So that's terrible. Yeah, no, it was just a slight slip of the tongue. Um, we are also joined this week by our official sponsor, Zara, who is sitting in my lap and has already made several attempts to purr into the microphone. So she might have opinions on this episode. I think she should, especially since Angel said he's not a cat person. <laughs> Yeah, she's probably got opinions on that. I will say, though, she didn't watch the episode with me. She came and got cuddles after I finished my shower, and I went out to watch the episode, and she went back to bed, I think. Ah. So she can't have too much to say. She'll make it up as she goes along. I do that sometimes. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) let's dive into this episode, Hellbound. Mm -hmm. We have Fred. Um, walking around in cute skirts like she normally do. She's going down to her lab because that's apparently where she lives now. Yeah, we find that out later. Yeah, we're, we're following following her and there's scary music playing and it's very dark. Um, and she gets down to the lab. She almost runs into one of her employees and then she's standing there and she turns around because she, th- she thinks she hears something and nothing's there. And then she turns back around and Spike's there and she drops all of her papers because he's very scary. Yeah, and gives a little scream. (laughs) And he goes, how long have you known I was there? She goes, just since the lobby. But you did scare me. That was very good to pop up behind me like that. (laughs) She's trying to make him feel better. Mm -hmm. And so um, he wants to know if we have any any clue how to fix his situation. Because that's the number one priority. Yeah. Well, it is for him. Because he keeps doing that vanishing, slipping away thing, and mm-hmm. it's getting more frequent. Yeah. And, you know, he doesn't exactly want to be Angel's ghost for the rest of eternity. Yeah, pretty much. And he, uh, so she, like, scans him and says that he's a different temperature than he was before. He's getting colder. Mm-hmm. And she goes, we still don't really know what you are because there's nothing like you. And she says something about the prophecy that has to do with Angel becoming human if he saves enough people. Yeah, and she says that um, they will make him as real as a vampire with a soul can be. And if she can defy some laws of nature to make him corporeal again, she will to keep him in the world. Yes, Um, but she gave him another reason not to like Angel. Because he'll There's get, always a reason. Yeah. Well, now there's even more of a reason. <laughs> um, but Fred does a whole bunch of science talk and says a whole bunch of things that I didn't really understand. But Spike just goes, and what in the King's English does that mean to us dearly almost departed? We've got some kind of plan or an idea of a plan, maybe. Yep. I, I love that Spike's just like, okay, you've said sciencey shit, now translate. Exactly. I love it. So he goes, great. I'm I'm really excited about this this plan, and it seems like I'm going to be around forever. And he goes to lean on the table, but falls through and into the basement. 
Yep. Which I'm pretty sure Spike has had enough basements to last him an eternity. Yeah, especially after season seven of Buffy. Yeah, for sure. So he's walking around down there and he's kind of like, uh, can someone tell me how to get back to the lab? And he walks up behind this guy that is chopping off his own fingers. Yep. And he turns to Spike and he his face is all messed up. And I'm, that can't be a good sign. No, nah, Spike does a double take and the guy is gone. Yes. Ooh. Very scary. <laughs> He's just like, what is going on here? That is a question the I, I had. The thing I love about this episode is throughout it, Spike's like, I'm not here for a horror film. You don't scare me. Yeah, I, I did write that it, he was, you know, talking about the tropes of horror films throughout yep. this. It was kind of funny. Um, yeah. We get briefly host hosting. He was talking yep. to somebody on the phone about how you know, they had gained weight or something, but they were still going to be in a movie or something. So we just needed to know that host was still around, I guess. Yeah, because we, we, we haven't seen much of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Fred going into Wesley's office and asking him for a bunch of different books that are super sciencey that I didn't really understand what she needed them for. Well, we know what she needs them for spike. Um, yeah. So yeah, there are all these books and he says they're very rare. Some are very ancient and it'll be quite hard, difficult for him to acquire them in 20 minutes. Yeah. If he pulls all his strings, which he can for a small price, uh, it'll take him 20 minutes. Yep. And he goes, on one condition, dinner. And I literally thought he was asking her out on a date and I was going to be upset. <laughs> you don't want Wesley and uh, no, Fred I to don't. go on a date? I don't think that they would be good together. Why not? They're two little nerds. Yeah. Well, I just don't. I like, Are I like you still her- mourning? Hmm? Are you still mourning her relationship with Gunn? Mm, no. Well... Yeah, but they're both different people now, so it wouldn't work out with them either. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think she but should no, be with it's, But no, he's not asking her out on a date. He wants her to have a real dinner because she's been eating two-day-old takeout mm-hmm. and sleeping in her office. You kind of faded out. I'm not sure if you're still trying to talk. Huh? You can't hear me? Now I can. Hello? Oh, Weird. <laughs> I I said that um, Wesley wants her to go and have a real dinner Mm -hmm. um, because she's been eating two-day-old takeout and sleeping in her office. Depending on what the takeout is, that doesn't sound terrible. Mm, Some takeout tastes better two days later. Pizza. Pizza. Depending on what pizza it is. I was going to say pizza the next day in the microwave. So good. Oh, man. Now I'm hungry. Anyway. I'm I'm starving. (laughs) But yeah, he he's very worried about her her mental well-being because she's kind of running herself a little thin. Yeah. Yep. She's obsessing over fixing Spike. Yep. And she goes to turn around. She goes, I'm fine. She turns around and Eve there pops up and she says, Hey, do you got a second to talk? And they go into Angel's so office. Annoying. And uh, Fred thinks that Angel's going to talk to her about, um, you know, her lack of self-care. And he goes, no, not, I don't care about all that. You're s- to spending too much money. Yeah. 
She's this is clearly, clearly motivated by Abe. He doesn't care about money. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, she is $800,000 over her quarterly budget, and the quarter's not even over yet. Oopsies. And she was like, well, yeah, I understand, but I, you asked me to bring Spike back and make him corporeal, so that's what I'm trying to do. He goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I never asked you to do that. He goes, yeah, I wanted you to get so- rid of him. I love it. Angel didn't care until she bought up. That's what she was doing. And mm-hmm. then he's like, whoa, no, I wanted you to get rid of him. And she's like, well, once he's corporeal, he'll leave and go. And he's like, and go straight to Buffy. And that's the problem. <laughs> yep. So Angel wants him gone, but not corporeal when he's gone. Yeah, just gone, gone. Doesn't matter how, just gone. Um, but she goes, but he's exactly like you. He's a champion. And Angel goes, I really hate that word. Everyone keeps throwing it around and they don't know what it really means. Yeah. He was just like, I just want you to be aware that I know how charming uh, Spike can be. My thing is, Spike oozes charm out of every single pore. But that's fine. (laughs) Um, Yep. But he's like, but you don't, you cannot be fooled by him. She goes, I'm not stupid. I don't have a crush on him. Yeah, he's super adorable, but I know what I'm doing. She just wants to help, and she pretty much goes off at uh, Angel for being petty. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and Angel's just like, well, you can't save everyone. And he's implying, you know, Spike's not someone who can be saved, which I think's awful of him since Spike has shown he is worth redemption and saving. Yeah, he literally went and got a soul and sacrificed yes. himself. For the good of everybody. Yes, but that soul annoys Angel because he <laughs> had to have hundreds of years of suffering and Spike f- spent three weeks in a basement. I mean... Three months or something. I, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> it's not his fault that you got a soul way, way before he did. And that you didn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Rude. Anyway... But she, Fred does say, it's about what's doing, it's about doing what's right. Remember? It's like, oh. Dun, dun, dun. Ouch. Yeah. So she mic drops on him and is like, I'm going to just do what I have to do. Um, Yep. We have Spike being in a horror movie and it was hilarious that he was calling out the tropes. Like, I'm not just going to follow blinking lights. (laughs) You're not going to lure me anywhere with that. Except he did super follow the lights flashing. But he yeah, runs. Yeah, this, well, yeah, he runs into a chick with no arms. Yep. That asks him to asks hold her. hugs. Yeah. She just wants hugs. Because she can't give hugs. any. Hugs are good. Yeah. Um. So then, after that, we have uh, Spike hanging out with Angel in Angel's uh, pad. They're doing their hangy yep. thing. Yeah. So, Spike. <laughs> Um, is saying how close to hell he feels and it can't be that big of a deal because Angel managed to escape. I didn't. No, it's just a reprieve because they're all going to hell. (laughs) And none of the good stuff they've done matters. The prophecy that, you know, uh, Fred told Spike about isn't real because none of them Mm. are. And we're going to just be broody, the both of us, because we both know that our lives and our afterlives sucked. None of our good stuff matters. Yeah, the evil thing that they did is the only things that mattered. I kind of really like how they set that up with, like, uh, Angel coming up behind Spike and being like the 
like telling him off. It really gives that um, Angelus vibe almost, talking mm-hmm. to like, you know, his younger vampire going, no, yeah, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. And they and they both sit down on the couch and Spike's like, so I guess it's just you and me together again. And they, and they start just saying what they hate about each other. They basically just say, I hate you while I hate you more. Fine, fine. <laughs> and I didn't um, know I, I needed spiteful friendship hour from Spike and Angel, but now I have it and that's all I ever want. I will say something that annoys me in these episodes at the moment where they're all about, you know, how Spike is incorporeal, the the lounge keeps shifting under him. Yeah. I'm just like, guys, you're making a huge deal that he can't affect anything and the lounge is making noises under him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, Spike, after a moment of quiet, turns to Angel and says, uh, oh, sorry, no, Angel turns to Spike and says, uh, I, I liked your poems. I never told anyone, but I, I liked them. But that's not praise in Spike's eyes. No, he's also like, you like Barry Manilow. Yeah. You don't know like, what good he is. You don't have taste. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it wasn't, like, the point was that he was a terrible poet. That was the yes, point. He, he was William the Bloody Awful Poet. Oh, hello, mm-hmm. cat. She just decided she had to run under the blanket. Okay, do you, do you want out? Oh, God. Okay, get, get, go. If you want to go, go. Thank you. <laughs> She's so desperate to get under that blanket before we start recording, and then I was like, no, I need to leave. I need out now. Understood. <sighs> Anyways. Um, uh, and then Spike sees a guy hanging who's not actually yes. there. And then he and was, like, standing behind Angel and still wasn't actually there. So he was spooked. Yep. Yep, it's dying to get in his head. Yep. So Angel calls up the gang and Spike is going off at the ghost no one else can see. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gunn and Eve are like, there are no incorporeal beings here except for Spike. Cause yes, they did spectral sweeps. Exactly. And that, the last one was 10 minutes ago. There's nothing here. But then... Mm-hmm. Because um, Fred believes Spike. And she goes, let's go down to the lab. We'll figure this out. He goes, no, you need to, and then disappears. Yep. And now we as the audience get to see Spike when no one else can see him. Yep. He's still there, but they can't see nor hear him. So hmm. that's not good. Uh, yep. And the gang all goes, oh, no, we got to go find him and all run off in different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have, um, Spike going around and they're, okay. So at one point he's walking around and then, and the elevator opens up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wasn't there some weird Wolfram and Hart elevator thing before? Yeah. So there was an elevator through the dimensions of hell. This is different. This is just the elevator in Wolfram Yeah, and but I just thought that, cause that didn't Angel go to get something from Harlan yeah. or something? I don't remember. Yeah, Harlan um, was his, like, guide. Mm-hmm. It's super weird. But no, anyway. this is just the elevator, and as we find out later, Pavane can manipulate things, so it's one of his manipulations. Yep, and it's going to take him to the basement because it's always going to be the basement. Yep. Um, so we have Fred, Gunn, and Wesley talking, and 
Gunn said some law stuff about how something about Spike being crazy and said that they would be able to actually put him under a hold for the whole thing. It was a, yeah. a law thing that I didn't understand. And then Fred reveals that uh, he's actually slipping into hell. <laughs> and Wesley and Gunn are like, uh, duh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Fred is adorable. Literally the only person that was shocked by Spike <laughs> slipping into hell. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, he we kind of figured. In him. Yeah. Because she sees the good in everybody. Oh, I can't. Um, so, yeah, we get down into the basement from the elevator. We meet a nice lady with a shard of glass sticking out of her eye. Yep. And she says the rape is coming and hasn't forgotten him. And Spike's like, the reaper, like the guy with the cloak and the scythe and all that stuff, like the reaper, like that's what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yep, he thinks it's a bit amusing at first. He thinks it's funny, but then she takes a shard of glass out of her eye and then cuts his uh, cheek so that he'll have another yep. scar to match his eyebrow. Well... Vanishes a bit. It vanishes. Well, we don't know that at the time. That could have no, been not a, a legit cut that actually stays there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Fred's up in her lab working on an equation, mm-hmm. and Spike turns up to say thank you, even though she can't hear him. Yeah, he's pretty resigned to the fact that he's doomed. He was like, "So I guess." The people I've been seeing are the welcoming party, and I guess I really do have to go to hell. So thanks for trying, and I really appreciate it, and you were nice to me. And I will never forget that. But Fred is a genius, and she has figured out something that might help. Yep, and Spike immediately starts to celebrate, like gives the two-finger salute to uh, the (laughs) Reaper. Yeah. Like, you thought you had me. And I was like, you thought he had you too. Stop it. Yep. Only then it, the equation doesn't work. No. It would liquefy half of Los Angeles. And he's like, dang it. She goes, I'm never going to figure this out. He goes, no, no, you are, you are, you have to. And he tries to grab her. And she feels and it. And sparks. Mm-hmm. Sparks literally flew. Yeah. <laughs> I like them. Um, she knows it was Spike. Yeah, and she's just, she turns around and there's nobody there and then she turns back around the angels right behind her because always people gotta stop doing that to fred <laughs> would everyone please stop doing that that's what i have spike's to say. done it eve's done it and angel's done it all in the same episode <gasps> poor poor fred's gonna have a heart attack if they don't stop mm-hmm. so they have apparently a sweep was done just recently and even they it doesn't even show that spike is in the building yeah and Fred's like, no, I felt something. He's here. We have to figure out how to, like, verify that. Because we have to help yeah. him. Yep. So they're going to do a seance. And, yep. Uh, so we meet, uh, well, before we meet anyone, Gunn's saying they're going, these things turn ugly and stuff. Yep. And then this, the psychic walks in. Her name's Claire. And Gunn uh, finds his opinions have changed. Mm-hmm. She's very pretty, but she's also very, very mean. Yeah, she's like, I've got to go to a Pilates class that I don't even want to be up at that hour. <laughs> so let's get this done quickly. Mm-hmm. She also says that it shouldn't take long for them to empty their minds. 
Yeah. Um, and she just doesn't care about any of the stuff that they care about. She just needs to do this and go. And Fred goes, mm. should we hold hands? And she goes, only if you're lonely. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, she, That's the kind of sidekick we need more of. Right. Just one who's like, right, let's get this down to business. Yeah, pretty much. Let's not bother with the ooga booga. <laughs> <laughs> so she does call upon spirits and she says that one is there. It's it's dark and it's in pain and it's it's not happy. Yep. But it becomes apparent very quickly because Spike is there and saying, tell them that the Reaper is here. Tell them that I need their help. Tell them blah, blah, blah. Get me out of here. And it comes very apparent very quickly that she's not talking about Spike. Mm. Because then. And this other spirit. Chokes her. This other spirit begins to choke her and Angel's like going off going, Spike, stop it. She's trying to help kind of thing. And Spike's like. Spike's like, I'm not doing it. (laughs) Right, exactly. He can't even see who's doing it. At yep. that point. And so, um, but then the girl ends up uh, coughing blood up on Fred. And I guess, is she dead then? She's dead. Okay. I figured, but I just wanted to make sure. So, yeah. Poor Fred yeah. has blood all over her face. So, that sucks. Yep. So, after the cleanup, we have Gunn and Wesley talking. And Wesley is like, I don't think that was Spike because what would he gain from killing someone who's trying to help him? Yes. He had to have contacted another dark soul. Yeah. Wes knows things, so it's going to be super good. Um, mm-hmm. he, They need to try to figure out what dark soul she was talking about. And they're going mm. to go spelunking into information. Um, yep. We have another horror movie trope where a woman is taking a shower during all of the creepiness. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if Spike felt weird that he was watching Fred shower, especially since she didn't know that he was there. No, I'm sure it was fine. He He's busy pondering why the Reaper, the Grim Reaper, would kill the psychic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't and make any sense. That, that, that whatever, this, whatever this entity is, is trying to hide something. Mm-hmm. And with sheer determination, he manages to write in the glass. He does. He writes Reaper. Yep. And Fred notices it, and then does the glass break for her or just in his reality? Uh, unclear, but okay. yeah, it, the glass shatters and Spike is yanked out into the lobby. Yeah, he gets thrown around again. And there's yeah. um, all the dead people. Yep, and Spike's got no time for it. Yeah, and Spike kind of seemed offended that the Reaper was sending all of these other people and not actually coming and doing anything himself. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he demands to see the Reaper. Uh, he gets to see a lawyer first, and then he's thrown around a bit more mm-hmm. before a, uh, we transition to another scene. We don't get to meet our Reaper just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, we do. Well, we don't know who he is. Right. Well, it was, yeah. we figured something was up with him because he said, but first I get to play. Let's get started then, shall we? And he has a knife. So that's not going to be good. Yeah, that, that's that's not very nice, Grim Reaper, going, I'm here to take your soul to hell. Yes, pretty Let's much. Let's go. <laughs> um, apparently there are 3,200 references to Dark Souls. And four and of them involve angels? Angel. Four. Four, there we go. <laughs> um, but... Uh, Fred runs in. She's like, cross-check that with the name Reaper. 
and they find it. Yep. Dark Soul 182. Matthias Pavane. Pavane. We'll go with just Pavane. That's fine. Um, So Mm -hmm. to sum up what the next, like, three minutes is about, Wesley's basically telling them that Wolfram and Hart wanted to build a building on a site that was part of a Spanish mission. Mm-hmm. And in order to make it unholy and therefore occupiable by them, they needed to use the blood of this awful dude to deconsecrate the place. Kind of, yeah. So it was, um, they were going to use his blood, but it was also where he'd been killing him, um, killing his victims. Oh, but I thought it was yeah. a holy place. Or does that not matter? It says uh, he's an 18th century doctor nicknamed the Reaper for performing unnecessary surgery. Rather than praising him for being brutal, Wolfram and Hart killed him and used his blood to deconsecrate the ground of the L.A. branch. The site the seer had determined would work was originally a church. So Pervain's blood was, oh, no, maybe he wasn't. Maybe I misunderstood. Sorry. Okay. No, but, yeah, they killed him. They killed him at this church. Mm -hmm. So they could make it unholy and therefore build their office, which they're at now. Yep. I don't know what the cat just did. <laughs> um, but we do get Pavane uh, torturing Spike. Um, he says, um, just qu- quickly. Mm-hmm. So we know that Pavane practiced the dark arts and this is, an angel speculates that this is why there's probably no ghosts in, in the building. Mm-hmm. Or there should be ghosts in the building because so many people have died there. Yeah. And Gunn speculates that, well, maybe Pavane's doing something to them. Mm-hmm. But we go and Pavane is, like I said, torturing Spike. He says, vampire soul, watch it struggle. It's more fun than the others. Ugh. Yeah. Um, and basically the rules of physics and everything don't apply here. Because he bends reality to make it whatever he wants. Yeah. Bends reality to his desires. Yes. And so the fact that Spike can't be seen or heard by the team... Is this dude's fault? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're down in the lab and Fred comes in while Pavane is Blech. torturing Spike. Mm-hmm. And he says uh, that someday he'll deal with her as well. Gross. And so Spike tries to hit him, but he's not able to. Yeah. And, yeah, that's when they go to the basement and we have Pavane doing his villain monologue. Oh, yeah. Um, he does strip... Spike naked. So that's something good that came out of this episode. Mm. Um, he just basically <laughs> says that this vampire used to do bad things, but then he fell in love and got himself a soul and there's no more dirty things and he thinks he's so special. Yep. And basically um, he tells Spike that he uses other people's souls to keep him out of hell. Yeah. So, and then the other ghosts are tormenting Spike and Spike works out, well, if they're in hell, they can't be here. Yes. You don't have that power. So yes. you're creating them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, it's kind of like an exchange. He gives hell the, the souls it wants and he gets to stay out. Yep. 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 Um, um, we have Fred writing her formulas on windows, which is <laughs> not a good sign. No. She hasn't been doing that in a while. But she ran out of whiteboard, so it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> um. And so she goes, I figured out how to do it, but the thing is I'm going to have to basically have nuclear energy from dark 
arts to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, Angel's like, where do we find that? And Wesley's like, well, there's a story about this volcano in South America that, and Gunn goes, nah, we got this. I gotta go talk to the big kitty. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. So Ugh. they go to the white room where the con- the conduit, is that what they call it? Yeah. Yeah. Or so, the cat, the big cat in this case, who is the conduit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't know if they were like going to brush him to get some fur. And that's how <laughs> this is go- all going to work out. I think the kitty would have appreciated that. I know my cats love a good brush. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Zara loves it. If I pull out the brush, I have to brush her. I can't just move the brush. Oh, no, never. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're going to, they are asking a personal favor from the conduit to give them some kind of energy so that they can get this going. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Pavane is holding Spike. Can I just say, I really like Pavane calling Spike boy. Yeah. And I don't know why. <laughs> I like it too. It's very yeah, old he's, like holding, he's holding Spike in front of the portal, telling him he deserves to go to hell, and it looks like Spike's about to give up. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. He fights nope, back. He he does deserve to go to hell, but not today. Yes. And he knocks Pavane off, and Pavane's all like, what? You dare? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Reality bends yeah. to desire. You just have to want it bad enough. And right now... He wants to kick Pavane's ass. Yep. So we get ghost fight. Yep. Um, so we get hitting back and forth because Pavane eventually starts fighting back. And yep. during this, we have the team setting up how Fred is going to bring uh, Spike back to corporeal form. Yeah. It's so a big old we- setup. And they bring... The, the hair from the conduit, I'm just going to call it hair because it was just mm. like black stuff. could have been anything. <laughs> um, and he basically goes, uh, this better work because this is the only chance we're getting because this is the only thing they're giving us. They're not going to give it again. Yeah, yeah. the, the big cat's not going to be like, oh, you, you stuffed up. You want to try again? Here, have some more. Yeah, no. <laughs> yep. And so so they said it's going to – go ahead. Fred says once it's running, it'll make all ghosts feel a tingling sensation and summon them there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, uh, Gun can talk to the cat and Angel can't. No. Yep, that's it, Gun's job. Yeah. Angel uh, can't do that. <laughs> Angel goes, it talks? I didn't hear it talk. And Gun goes, maybe you weren't listening, right? Hmm. So, yeah, maybe. so Pavane and Spike are still fighting, but then there's a whoosh of... Yep. And Spike legs it. Yes. And Pavane's like, well, with this, we just can't have this. Yeah. So we get down to the the lab, and Pavane gets down there and starts choking Fred. Yep. And he's like, to Spike, you have two choices. You either save her and are stuck with me, or you become corporeal again and she dies. Yep. And Spike, being the good... Vampire with a soul that he is, he makes the ultimate sacrifice in order to save Fred and knocks Pavane into the circle that he was supposed to get in and brings Pavane yep. back to corporeal form. Yep. And Angel wastes no time beating him up. Good <laughs> thing Spike Spike uh, re- re- appears, I suppose. I was looking for a Rematerializes? better word. Rematerializes? 
rematerializes and advises that they can't kill him because if he becomes a spirit again, they won't have another opportunity to stop him. Ninja's like, fine, I won't kill him, but I'm going to punch him a bunch. Yeah, he's just going to give him some bruises. Yeah. So we go to the team cleaning up the, all the stuff, and Fred is so sad because she tried so hard, but it didn't mm. work. So yep. she's going to go take a break and while she- the boys finish clean- cleaning up everything. Not only did it not work, she doesn't have another opportunity to do it. Yeah. She tried so hard and got so far and in the end didn't even matter. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for laughing. I appreciate you. (laughs) Uh, I appreciate you. Good. Um, Um, We get Spike Spike and Fred friendship hour. It was the best. Yep. Oh, excuse me. He says like, it's all right. He knows she tried and he made a choice to save her and he wouldn't change that. Mm-hmm. And he's also says, I don't want you to keep trying because I don't want to become Pervane, mm-hmm. a person who cheats death at any costs and doesn't care who, who it hurts. Yeah. And then she goes, that just proves what I've been telling everybody. And he goes, that I'm a handsome devil that brightens up the place. And she goes, that you're worth saving. Mm-hmm. Aw, heart yeah so adorable and then he goes well one good thing came out of all this and he picks up a mug yeah he can touch things now it's gonna be all good he says there's worse things to be than a ghost yep and we get to see what is worse than that um Mm. pavane gets locked up for good in like some place in wolfram and heart I want to know who else yeah, down is down in, there. Down in one of the basements somewhere. Yes, I want to know who else is down in that basement. Yeah, but he's got a device that means he'll live forever but can't move or affect anything around him and he will remain awake for all of eternity. Yeah, and he has a little window. Did you know what Angel said through the window? Didn't he say, welcome to hell? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So... The episode ends with Pavane staring out down the hallway. Yes. That's all he'll ever <laughs> do, forever. Yep. So that was the episode. We've got some continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fred writing formulas on the windows and the others note it's not a good sign is a reference to her previous habit last seen in Fredless, mm-hmm. where when she was going a bit unhinged, she would start writing on walls and windows. Yeah. Um, so Spike finds out why he's been disappearing, which has been happening since Just Rewards. Yeah. And I can't read you that one because that's future continuity. So that means that he's not going to disappear no more? Theoretically. That was Angel's whole thing. That's what he liked. (laughs) The one thing Angel liked about Spike was Spike disappearing. Damn it. it. So this episode is the only one of Buffy or Angel ever to have a viewer discretion warning, and it was for graphic imagery and partial nudity. That makes sense, because the guy guy was cutting off his own fingers, and Spike was naked. Yep. Uh, There's a few pop culture references, but I didn't get any of them. (laughs) So after Pervane murders the psychic, Gunn says, I know they used to call Spike William the Bloody, but why would he go all scanners on her in reference to a Canadian horror film which opened with the primary antagonist exploding someone's head? I never saw the scanners either. 
The Magdalene Grimoire was a, so that's one of the books that Fred asks for, was the fictional book used to capture the eponymous character of Neil Gaiman's comic book series, The Sandman, in its first arc, Preludes and Nocturnes. Uh, Okay. Yeah, yep. And then Spike mentions Angel liking Barry Manilow. Have I told you, like, there's like a Barry Manilow thing with my dad? Ever told you? Yeah, you have. I don't know if I've told it on the show, but if I have, then just bear with me. Um, (laughs) Every time we would be out somewhere and you would hear like music playing over speakers or whatever, every time I would ask my dad, Who is this? He would always say Barry Manilow, no matter who it was. (laughs) It was always Barry Manilow. And then we were at a wedding one time and a song started playing, and I just asked my dad, Who is this? And he goes, Barry Manilow. And I go, No, really. He goes, No, actually, this time it is Barry. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, brilliant yeah but it's just funny um, that it came up in this episode because it automatically made me think of that <laughs> <laughs> we uh have a list of international titles this week oh boy hell awaits on the way to hell on the edge of the abyss supply for hell hellish attack the borders of hell pathway to hell Hellish place, bound hell, pathway to hell. The one about the abyss was kind of cool. On the edge of the abyss? Mm-hmm. That was the French. Good job, Au bord du gorfe. I probably said that so wrong. Wow. I don't Gourfet? know. I don't, I don't speak French. I don't know. I don't know what those are meant to be quiet because, like, French is just full of silent letters. <laughs> <laughs> what did you rate this episode? Um, I thought it was a pretty good episode. It had a lot of, um, you know, horror movie tropes, but we did get to focus on Spike and we finally got to figure out why he keeps disappearing. So that was kind of cool. So it went ahead and got, um, I think an eight. Okay. I gave it a nine. Okay. I agree with you. We get a lot going on. I really enjoyed it. It just wasn't perfection, but it was damn close. It was pretty good. Yep. Uh, your favorite moment? Oh, man. I think I actually like the conversation between Angel and Fred about her overspending. That whole scene <laughs> is just fun for me, for whatever reason. So, that that scene. Yep. Actually, so I've got a favorite moment, but an honorable mention moment. Okay. So, my honorable mention moment, I was going to bring it up in the episode, but I forgot, is when they're discussing Spike, Wesley, Gunn, and Fred – Gun says something to the effect of Spike materializing in the bathroom and cracking jokes, and he just oh, peters yeah. off and looks at everyone and goes, he doesn't do that to anybody else? <laughs> it's like, nope, you, you're special. Yeah, yeah, you are. But my favorite moment is Angel and Spike having their friendship hour. Oh, yeah, that's good too. Oh, I'm changing mine. The other the other one I said is my honorable mention, that that one. Oh man. I forgot. How could I forget? I didn't scroll down far enough in my notes. I had scrolled all the way back up to the beginning. That was the problem. Your character shout out for the week. Um hmm. The close call. I think I'm gonna do a shout out and then an honorable mention. I'm gonna yep. shout out I'm gonna shout out Fred because she did everything she could to try to bring spike Mm. back who is my honorable mention because he had to go through a lot of stuff see so i'm giving my uh shout out to spike 
because he sacrificed his yeah. salvation to save Fred. Um, and I'm honourable mentioning Fred for all the hard work <laughs> she did to try and save Spike. See, we're on almost the same page. We balance out. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, next week's episode is called Life of the Party. Okay, so the fact that we got that little scene with Lorne and we haven't really had a lot with him, I think, especially and especially because it has the word party in it, I think it's going to be about <laughs> Lorne and, you know, all of his schmoozing of the starlets and the hipsters and all that stuff. He's going to throw a party and things are going to go awry because none of the people that are coming in Wolfram and Hart are necessarily good people. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Okay, well, we will see what happens when we come back next week. In the meantime, people should look for us on social media. We are at MM Podcast Network on all the social medias. Our website's www.mmpodcastnetwork. And our email is mmpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. If you want to follow me personally, I'm at Mel Bickett on Twitter and the Instagram. I am currently on private on Twitter, but just put a request and I let anyone follow me. There's just stuff and things. And Marissa, where can people find you? People can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at rissaru 312 I'm not sure if either or both of those is private. I guess we'll see if you try to follow me. <laughs> no, neither of yours are private. Okay, well then, never mind. But you should follow me anyway. Um, like I said, Rissaru312 on Instagram and Twitter. And people should rate and review us on iTunes because we always love that. And I guess until next week, we will slay you later, guys. It's